0: Hello and welcome to the music smooth Welcome back to another episode of The Music Smoothie. The police are on my back. Please get them off. And today we've got a lovely lineup. We've got Fishy. Hello. We've got
1: Aleph.
2: Yo, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up?
1: We
0: got Billy.
2: Hey, why would it help with uh, getting the police off um, with your back, dude? That's just nasty.
0: They're they're crawling. They're like creepy crawlies. They're all over. Just pull them off before they arrest me for a drug possession.
2: Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were telling me to get them off.
1: Ah, uh, <laughs>
0: and we and finally we got hipster pug. That's me. All right, and and of course myself, and it looks like I will be going up first. Unless uh, anyone has some updates, uh, musical updates that they want to share for the, the week, the month, the year.
3: I'm gay. I've <laughs> heard Ed Sheeran put out an album that isn't bad, so I'm probably going to listen to that at some point. <laughs> okay. That is actually a musical update.
0: Yeah, is it is. Possible... That's interesting. What would you say,
2: Pug? Is it possible that he
4: made a good album? I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: I guess I don't know. I I really don't know much about him. I've just heard that one shitty song that my sister played for her her wedding song.
4: What was it called?
0: Um, Thinking out loud. I hate
3: that song. Hey, he no, that's a, a banger. One. You're on he something. If you... a... It's it's a well written pop song.
2: <laughs>
3: I don't know. He he has a lot of like
2: cheesy wedding songs that just, like, people get married to that people think are, like, really romantic. And uh, I, I I definitely... I'd rather kill myself to one of his songs.
0: <laughs> Hot take, but okay. I can
3: appreciate a, a good pop song. They're not <laughs> oh, deep, but oh, they don't have to be. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have a, a pop song that's coming up.
0: Don't get me wrong, I love a good pop song. It's just, I'm not a big fan of his I don't know why. It just doesn't, it's just not for me.
3: That's fair.
2: His, I feel like, you know, like he's trying to make you feel like something. And it's, it's very evident with the whole, like trying to appeal to the larger audience with the love stuff and everything. I don't know if that's just how he wants it to be interpreted or, or if that's just how it's been widely interpreted. But I'm so sick of hearing like Ed Sheeran songs like on top of like romantic moments like with TikTok and with movies and everything it's just it, I'm really desensitized
3: to it
0: I don't think I've heard one of his songs in a movie that I remember
3: I mean Ed Sheeran is just kind of oversaturated and just kind of the general like it's like every pretty much whenever he releases an album there's four or five songs that get tons of radio play and in addition to that, he's written songs for tons of different artists who get radio plays. So he's super oversaturated within the mainstream pop landscape. But sure. that being said, I think his first two albums are actually decent and well written pop music. And I think that he's simultaneously the most overrated and overhated artist.
0: That's fair. I I mean, I can't really, you know, complain that much because I'm a big uh, Swifty.
3: So disgusting. Dude, have you seen that have you seen that clip of the dude who's talking about um 1989 winning the Grammy that one year? And how he was like, Oh, if you want your artists to win more awards, tell them to make better music.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't seen that.
3: Dude, it is it's an awful clip. He he basically just straight up called 1989 a contender for the greatest album of all time. Jesus. And then like he just he just kind of went off and said that that nineteen eighty nine is a better album than To Pippa Butterfly because it has more mainstream appeal. And first of all, T Pap has tons of mainstream appeal. That was just a factually incorrect statement. And second of all, just because you don't like hip hop doesn't mean tons and tons and tons of people don't. You know?
0: Hip hop <laughs> so. is more popular than any, any other genre right now, so
3: Exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: the,
3: but the, the clip's insane, but regardless, that's that's it for my musical update. I sure put out an album I'm gonna listen to at some point.
0: And I think I I personally uh I, I don't I don't think we should get into it too much, but I'm a big Kendrick fan, so uh yeah, Kendrick I th- I makes great I'm music. Letter- <laughs> yeah, so yeah.
5: I, I, I kind of feel like he might be a little overrated. I, I like a lot of his songs, but uh, I feel like he gets a free pass for his bad songs, too.
0: I mean, that's fair. I Personally, I really liked his last album, too. But, you know, I, I understand if there's someone who's like, eh, it's not for me, you know. I heard, um, I think it was someone on Reddit that said they, they just don't like his uh, his delivery because it's very high-pitched and whiny, and I'd never noticed that before, but it's never bothered me.
5: I've noticed it, and like it's one of those things that if, if I consciously clock it, it pisses me off, but I can usually kind of keep it in the back of my head.
3: Yeah, he's certainly got a very interesting delivery, and it's not like... It's not like Kanye or a lot of early 2000s rappers where it's a very smooth and like palatable delivery but it's like it's very very emotional and it's it can almost be equivalent to like some of the more theatrical artists like like i think comparing kendrick's rap delivery to david bowie's just kind of singing style could be like could be a reasonable comparison not because they sound similar but they're like, it's, like, a similar use of emotion, a similar use of varied stuff, which can, like, be grading, because it's not, like, always the most easy on the ears.
1: That's but interesting, I, I hadn't thought of it. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right, well, with that being said, here is a punk song by The Garden called OC93. OC ninety three by the Garden, and what did you think of that, Billy?
2: Yeah, I really liked that. I'm sure you thought you knew I was gonna like it, but um, there's a lot of different things um, that added to just it was a great song. Um, I like the surfer rock vibe that it had. I I like the kind of um, chugging, noisy elements of it. Um, uh, the progression of the song, um, was really good. I guess it was, um, you know, uh, a normal kind of progression. But I, I really just assumed it was just going to keep continuing with the chorus. Uh, but I, yeah, I really liked every element of the song.
0: Oh, oh good. Uh, honestly, I wasn't sure because it is very chorus heavy, and I know. That sometimes that's a little bit iffy with you.
2: Yeah, I think they diverted from the chorus uh, enough. Like, I I I was a little bit like iffy on hearing it like the the third or second time. I was like, okay, I want to hear more stuff, like more different stuff. But I think they definitely, um, I think they diverted away from the chorus enough to to keep the entire track like interesting and flowing.
0: That's that's fair. And I I really like the outro and I would have been fine if they kept going with it for like another 30 seconds or so honestly.
2: Yeah, the outro was great too. Yeah. And I guess that's what I mean too. They could have just ended it with the chorus, but I I like that they didn't.
1: All right. Um
0: Pug, what do you think?
1: I really enjoy the the drums in
6: this song.
4: <laughs> no, it, it's it's not really my music, but um like I said, uh, the drums were very cool, and I enjoyed the the sound of it. So yeah, um, like uh, again, it's probably not a song that I'm going to listen very often, but sometimes this is just nice to listen.
0: Yeah, All right. Cool. Cool. And uh, Aleph.
3: Yeah, it was a uh, it was it was pretty cool, pretty cool straight ahead punk stuff. Like, I think punk is just a genre that my taste in my taste in punk is incredibly specific like it's not a genre that i like to listen to all the time but when i do there's like specific artists that i really really enjoy but i think that this was like a well-done more traditional punk song i think the the contrast of the high energy vocals on the verses and like the more low-key almost chanty chorus um really made the song work in a very compelling way made it memorable and it's like i could imagine like live this this song would go crazy um but yeah no this is like my first exposure to the garden because this is a band that i'm not super familiar with but i've listened to a project from them was um i forget what the name of the album is but it has a dog on the album cover um i think it's like from like 2013 or something like that but i just remember seeing the doggy album cover and being like oh i have to listen to this now and just being like oh yeah this is cool and then this just kind of got the same reaction out of me where it's like something that I'm like, I appreciate that it exists, but it's not something I'll return to a ton. So, yeah, it was it was cool. Okay. I, I
2: just want to say I like how much of a normal thing that is for everyone. Like, you just see an album cover with a dog and you're just like, I have to listen to this <laughs> shit now. I do that all the fucking time. Literally I mean, Weezer's to Ratitude.
1: To be fair, <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> um they definitely do have some interesting album covers but i think the album you're thinking of is uh ha, ha yes that's
3: the name of it yeah that's right
0: all right and uh fishy what did you think it was all right also not really
5: my type of thing but um considering that it could have been a lot worse i think um better than most similar examples i would say uh, i did appreciate how there was a lot more balance between the uh, instruments and the singing than i feel like's usually there uh, one didn't drown out the other that's really my only thought on it uh, i didn't hate it uh, i didn't love it okay okay yeah that's uh,
1: that's about what i expected from you so I know this isn't really your thing. Yeah. All
3: right, LF. All right. So I'm bringing back blasphemous basement for another week. Um, they've just got so much diversity in their sound and so much depth to their discography that I just I just had to bring them back for a second for the second week. Um, so this is a song called B Grinchcore Reprise, which is a reference to another song called B Grinfcore on an earlier album. So I hope you guys enjoy this absolute masterwork. That was B. Grinfcore Reprise by Blasphemous Basement. While I did not expect it to overblow the Discord bot as much as it did, I do not apologize for that. Um, I feel like that's the way that God intended for us to listen to that song.
0: Oh, just wait until I edit it. We'll have the, it'll be off the charts.
3: Oh! Alright, uh, Fishy, you get to go first this time.
5: Okay, yeah. Yes, yeah, if you're sure. No, uh, I didn't like that at all, Uh, but I mean, I I am cognizant that it's not made for people of my delicate sensibilities. Uh, It it just made me really nervous. It triggered my fight or flight instinct, I feel like. It uh, made me start shuffling my feet and grinding my teeth and not in a good way. Um, uh, From Laz talking in the chat and My untrained ear, I feel like, you know, if you're into this, there's definitely interesting things here. Uh, I'm not into this. I didn't like it at all. Uh, The one objective thing that I think I can say without being into the genre is uh, I think they were trying a little too hard to seem lo-fi. It it didn't feel lo-fi so much as uh, pretty hi-fi pretending to be lo-fi and i always find that very off-putting you know i could be completely wrong but um it it just didn't feel genuinely uh lo-fi to me it felt like someone imitating trying too hard and not doing very well i didn't like it i'm sorry
3: it's it's the kind of it's the kind of
1: thing that it's 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 some of the music of all time
2: I'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> part, Billy. part of me, part of me, just li- oh, uh, <laughs> part of me just listening to this was just waiting for Fishy's reaction. Uh, <laughs> but oh, gosh, uh, um, I actually, you know, I. Um, it's hard to say that you like something like this. It's like, I mean, it feels weird to say that. I think that I. I enjoyed it more than the previous song that you played from them. Um it it definitely had um a lot of interesting like things going on for me like that I it didn't trigger my fight or flight so maybe something's wrong with me but um it was just it was just loud and overloading and noisy and I think that off putting element to it is cool. I wouldn't listen to this like on a car ride like uh it just like you know going on a honeymoon or something i I think this is a very a selective event kind of song for me. um uh, maybe if I need to blow off some steam i I would maybe listen to this uh oh yeah
3: this is this is beautiful for stuff like that,
2: yeah, I can definitely see that i uh i I think. I, w- I, I might have said this with the other song, but there was a a point where they had like some um s- some like vocals. I don't think like he was actually singing. I don't actually know, but the I really screaming. I love the screaming along with this track. I think that's really appropriate and it's amazing. I wanted more of that, especially because the screaming was so good. Um, I the The like the Taylor Swift joke, and some of those, like I don't know how old they are, but I didn't find it really funny, but I just wanted more of the music and less of the joking, but i you can at least tell that they're having a good time, and I guess that's all that matters,
3: yeah, nah, this is like this is this is from their three hour album, um, it's like it's in the first stretch of tracks where it's just like. It's the first stretch of tracks which are just like all very very intentionally super over the top abrasive. Um and I I absolutely love this moment because I think that that genre of grindcore is basically you can kind of take a spectrum of music and where it's like you can sort of emphasize specific things. I consider grindcore to be pushing the how hard can we make this go to its absolute limit and i absolutely love that where it's just like i just feel so much of an urge to just like headbang and just like get really into it for stuff like that just because like there's no there's no real melodic ideas to distract me from the fact that it goes really really hard
2: That that's, that's fair, and I can definitely see that with this. I guess I'm much more of a melodic person where I, like, the screaming probably was part of that melody. Like, I found it for just a second, and that's the part of noise that really gets to me personally. Like, I really enjoy it when the noise just kind of comes together for moments and harmonizes with itself, and it's really cool when it does that.
3: For sure, the screaming definitely took it from being good to being, like, awesome. Like, the screaming is my favorite part as well. But, uh, yeah, Laz, what did you think?
0: Yeah, no, I, uh, this isn't even the most dissonant grand I've heard, so this really reminded me more of, like, hardcore punk, in a way. Um, I really love the drumming, um... It, it was very engaging, and i I stayed very engaged throughout, and especially the I, I loved how they used the feedback as its own instrument. and it was just sort of present throughout. and i could I can definitely see you know people who don't listen to, you know, like a more dissonant music, like like fishy not liking this. but this this is definitely my kind of thing. i I enjoyed this,
1: oh,
3: all right hipster pug, my goat, your' last <laughs>
4: uh i'm gonna be honest i I did like this more as the other song uh you uh you did uh last week uh because of the drums, because of the chaos that it has, and uh it's absolute crazy and and um normally I wouldn't like this, but for some reason i I kind of sort of enjoy this and um yeah, no um, it's something I'm never going to listen again, to be honest, but uh for this moment it it was it was interesting. So yeah, thank you for sharing.
3: Alright. So I'm I'm feeling an interesting out of ten from everybody collectively.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> eleven out of ten, I guess.
3: Eleven, it goes to eleven.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to buy some new um
3: headphones. They are broken, <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, no, I'm just like, like if you listen to the actual recording as opposed to the discord bot playing it through, because you kind of hear it just get louder and then like cut down because it's just so overloaded by how much noise. But if you listen to it in actual headphones, it's just kind of that maximum level of loud throughout. And it's awesome. Um, this is like this whole album is fantastic. I think that, I think that, Laz, you might actually really enjoy this record. It's like three hours and change long, but it's like some of the most engaging music all the way throughout and there's tons of variety. Freaking love these guys. Check out Blasphemous Basement if you're at all curious. Shameless plug for one of the smallest, most underrated bands out there.
0: Okay, okay. Sounds good.
2: Alright. Um, really? Yeah, I can do this. Um. So I got a a popular song for everybody now. Um and when I say popular, I it is definitely poppier. This uh, this guy is Nick Letzko. Um he has gotten some attention. He's a uh he is a songwriter and comedian of sorts. Uh he's been he's written songs for Netflix, college humor, and super deluxe. Uh, and I know that's actually not a great thing to hear, but I actually really like this song. I think uh, it's a. Uh, I think that I learned about that after uh, listening to this song, so maybe I don't care as much. But I think that this song um, actually benefits a little bit from how much he usually writes uh, parodies, and I think I I really like the metaphor that he. Um, Creates and sustains in this song. And he's, you know, it's it's just a nice groovy pop song to listen to and groove to. Um, so this is sideshow by Nick. Let's go.
1: Let's go. Let's go. <laughs>
7: No, must be there.
2: sideshow by uh nick let's go oh god um yeah so uh it definitely is a little bit of a hodgepodge of like uh some pop other pop songs that you've heard and definitely has those elements to it but for me i guess what always brings me back is uh i i really like the lyrics to this song actually i we don't really talk about lyrics too often but i think uh he the the metaphor of the actual sideshow is a fun one. Um, obviously, uh, it's a little obvious. Uh, this is um, this was released in two thousand nineteen. He has said that this is um, a song that is directly written about Trump's America and you know the people who have voted for him and the people who you know or sleeping at the side show and who allowed it to happen um so uh i i think that this song definitely is a interesting representation of uh the events that like transpired in the crazy like difference of opinions that happened and how you know that that period where there were people who were just like oh just you know he's just a guy and then the views that happened and all the hate that just got spewed. But anyway, um, let's hear what you guys think about this song. Um, let's start with hipster pug.
1: <clears throat> Sorry. It's really interesting.
4: You start about the lyrics because I was listening, uh, reading the lyrics with the song and immediately it was clear that it was about Trump and like you said, Trump's America. And um, uh, it, it was interesting to read the, the lyrics with the song. And it, it was also funny in some, <laughs> some ways. Uh, I really enjoyed his vocals. And the change in, um, I hope I said it right, but change in tone of his voice, I really enjoyed it too. Uh, it changed at some points, like with the dev- knocking on the devil's door and stuff like that. And it was a little bit higher or uh, something like that. I, I really enjoyed it. Um also the, the music itself, the drums, the sounds, everything was interesting. And uh, it would be a song that I would listen again, and maybe even listen a bit more of him. It sounds like an uh, interesting artist. And if he makes music with, uh, with a meaning and lyrics with meaning, that's always
1: interesting for me. So yeah, I'm definitely going to check out more of his music. Uh,
2: hello. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I was like, why am I muted? Um, but yeah, I'm, nice. I uh, I'm glad to hear that. I I wasn't. Um, I still. I haven't. I think I've said this before, but I still haven't really uh, known what your tastes are. So I wasn't expecting you to like this.
4: Oh, it's gonna surprise you
3: today.
2: What, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aleph? What did you think about this one?
3: I think instrumentally and everything, it was really, really cool. Um, it definitely rings back to that, that indie pop era of like the early 2010s. Um, in a lot of the aesthetics, like I think specifically the, um, the, um, harmony stabs on the chorus when it's just like, they just hit one, one, one word that they're singing in harmony. And then he goes back and like that, that feels very early 2010s to me in this sort of arrangements. But I also, like Hipster Punk mentioned, I love the way that he switched between his chest voice and his falsetto for the um pre chorus. And it allowed the song to be much catchier, it gave it a lot more energy, and it just kind of allowed for the song to move in a really, really cool direction. And it's like that that chorus just kind of sticks with you, that idea, your ignorance must be bliss. Like I think that it's like that's like regardless of what he's talking about, like that's that's a really, really potent message where it's like ignorance is only bliss to the person who possesses it. Um to everybody else it's a bit painful. And I and I I did definitely enjoyed that lyrical side to it. Um I didn't pay much attention to the lyrics past that, but yeah, this is something that was it was pretty cool. Um I'm kind of I'm always kind of a sucker for this kind of era of pop, even though it came out in twenty nineteen like that kind of general style of melody writing and harmony writing and just kind of general sonic construction. Like, I think it's, I always kind of enjoy that. And it's like, I'm never, I'm never disappointed to hear something like that. So, yeah.
2: I, I definitely know what you mean. Yeah. It, just the, this song gets stuck in my head all the time and I have to go back to it, especially in the last, um, in the last couple of months. I, uh, just think about it out of nowhere. That chorus is stuck in my head all the time. So it,
1: um, fishy. What did you think?
5: I liked it a good bit. Um, it it really does sound like a song made by a guy who does a lot of work with Netflix. I could easily picture it on any number of shows. Um, just sounds like a lot of the music they tend to have on their shows. Uh, I liked how varied it was, both instrumentally and vocally. Um, I've not got too much new to say. And um, I I did like the lyrics I could catch. I I didn't catch them all. Um, It had a nice kind of, it felt like it had a lot of mass appeal to it, but it also had that quality that makes you kind of think, wow, this is about something personal to me. Which is nice. I think if you can, you know, kind of have the best of both worlds, which is hard to do sometimes. But he made it feel pretty effortless there. I thought, uh, yeah, I like it a lot. All
1: right, cool. Uh, and Laz,
2: what are your final thoughts?
0: Yeah, honestly, I didn't catch much of the lyrics because I was just so, you know, I was vibing to it musically. Like the, the the instrumentation was was compelling enough that I I just and I do that a lot I, I I tend to tune out lyrics so but that's 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 an interesting dimension to it that I just didn't pick up on so
2: yeah yeah and I think that's what like uh makes a song kind of a mainstay too especially for me um like you you come for the the melodies and the Instrumentation, and then after you're hooked in, you stay for the lyrics. And part of that that makes me like come back to a song can definitely be the lyrics and everything.
1: All right, cool. Who's next? Fishy, I guess. Yes, sir.
5: Um, I'm kind of indecisive today, about, but I guess I'll start with uh, Strip by Adam Ant. Um, I totally didn't first hear this in that Adam Sandler movie, uh, You Don't Mess With the Zohan, because I've never seen that movie, because that movie's terrible, and if you watch it, you get worse as a human being. This is Adam Ant Strip.
2: That explains why you're a bad human being.
5: Yes.
7: It's in times like this the great heaven knows that we wish we had not so many clothes. So let's loosen up with a playful tease like all lovers
5: did through the centuries Which is following
7: ancient history If I trip for you Will you strip on me? Which is following ancient history If I trip on you we you strip on me? Uh-huh. When it gets so hot the end of it you may find your clothes getting in the way If you pretty dress hides your true desire Fold nice and slow, throw it down the fire oh, I'm just, just it's a history, impossible so I, all a mirrored room with a mirrored floor. All the sneaky looks gazing down on you are no substitute for a rhyme.
1: start with les what did you think les yeah this um
0: this definitely sounds like a pretty straightforward 80s pop song uh I, that is not to disparage it at all i uh, that that is definitely the vibe sometimes especially for me i grew up on a lot of 80s pop songs um this it was very comfy so in that regard so you know Nice, fun, comfy
7: track. Cool, cool.
5: Yeah, I agree. It is uh, very... uh, just reassuring in a cheesy way, I guess. I definitely agree with the comfy assessment. Uh, Billy, what did you think?
2: I I wasn't feeling the first, like, um, minute or two of this track, but... um, near the middle and the end, it definitely goes off uh, into its uh, fun 80s-like tirade of sounds. And uh, that was really fun um, just to hear it kind of like blow up and um, everything that was built in the previous sections just gets expanded on in every way. Um, All the instruments get more complex. And um, that was really fun about this track. Uh, The first... Like, two minutes, I was, like, just waiting for more things to happen, and it was bored, boring a little bit. Um, I mean, I guess it was just simple. Um, and simple is not always boring, but in this case, it was boring for me. So, um, it was still, it, it still got to where it wanted to go, and when it got there, it was really fun.
1: Cool. Uh code, what did you say? This song was made for an Adam Sandler film.
4: <laughs> it really was. <laughs> I was, I was uh, reading the lyrics with this song as well. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this must be made for an Adam Sandler movie. I mean, it's, it's the same humor and the same thing. So, yeah. But, uh, no, I, I kind of enjoyed this uh, song too. What I really liked about this song was the instrumental part in the middle of the song. That was really cool and i did enjoy the instruments in that like uh i i first of all i thought it was a trumpet but i think it was strings so <laughs> uh but yeah no other than that it, it's it's a funny song but uh nothing more than that for me
5: yeah i feel you. and i uh, i definitely agree that the uh, instrumental especially the uh bit in the middle if we're thinking about the same one that i think we are yeah. uh, it definitely does add just a little more to what is otherwise a purely cheesy kind of goofy song. I, I think it elevates it slightly. Uh, True, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. It makes it a
4: bit more special than other 80s songs or something like that.
5: Yeah, it just demonstrates that it knows how to be a little more than cheesy goofy, but it's choosing to be cheesy and goofy right now.
1: True. <laughs> And Aitliff, what did you think? And that was um,
3: I appreciated how self-aware it was. Um, I think that the 80s, the 80s style has been done to death. Um, I watched a very interesting video. It was it was talking about vaporwave, but it was talking about how our nostalgia as a culture seems to be stuck in the 80s, and it's not. And it's not like even though people are growing up, it's like there was 80s nostalgia when I was a kid but there's still 80s nostalgia now. And so with that comes just kind of like the 80s just kind of existing as both an idealized era but also as a parody of itself. And I think that when music is aware of said kind of parody nature of the 80s it makes it a ton better. And I think that with this track I was like I kept thinking to myself in certain moments I was like oh my gosh this vocal part is so over the top this lyric is so over the top but then like I thought more about it and I was just like wait this is just like this is just hamming up everything the 80s that you can make fun of the 80s for on purpose and so I'm I'm a huge fan of satire and parody like that's some of my favorite stuff like the Beatles white album one of my favorite records ever um and so I really, really appreciated that about the song, and it was nice and catchy, it was nice and fun, and it knew what it was, and it didn't try to be anything more than that, and it didn't try to be too serious. And it was just kind of like a fun little jab at the 80s, what kind of being celebratory of the 80s, so it's pretty cool. Uh,
5: let me see, when did it come out? I think it might have actually come out in the I,
3: 80s. I, I, I just checked, it came out in 83.
5: Yeah, okay.
3: So it was it was self-aware of the culture happening at the time, which makes okay, it even yeah. better, Satire. Cool. Yeah,
5: uh, yeah I, I agree with that. Uh, I'm not super knowledgeable about Adamantography, yeah. geography, but that does seem to be kind of his general scene. He seemed to um, be aware that he was living through the 80s when he was making his music.
3: Yeah. Which is like... It's crazy It's crazy that the 80s are actually a time that happened. You know, like, if you really think about how weird that is, that the yeah. 80s actually happened, when the nostalgia has been beat, beat to death. <laughs> that, no, the 80s were a real time where real people made real
1: music. Yeah. It's weird.
0: And war crimes were still fun and novel.
2: Yo, let's go. I
3: love me some good war crimes. <laughs> World War II is
2: my favorite war. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: I'm par- I'm personally very partial to the war on drugs because drugs won.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that they did. Take, take that America.
0: That's
2: <laughs> well, just that's just so funny to me. The that
1: drugs won the war on drugs. Well, how could they not? <laughs> You make a good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All
3: right, who's next?
2: Pug,
3: you're next.
1: Uh, yes.
3: the drugs. I mean, it's hip- uh, It's it's hipster pug.
1: pug! It's the Flying Dutchman. Did you
4: already, did you already react to the song or not? Because I kind of missed. It, maybe I,
0: I did. You were you were zoning out, my dude. Yeah, yeah I did.
4: Uh okay. then I'm going to play my uh, song. Um, actually, I discovered this song this morning. So that's very recent, I guess. Um, I was looking for some new music. And I love to uh, listen to music from the Tiny Desk concert from NPR or something. Um, and I found out about uh, Fred again. And I was like, OK, this seems interesting. And then I heard some music from him, and I remembered like, oh, one of his songs was in the Triangle of Sadness. It was uh, like an house movie released last year. And uh, I'm not going to play that song, by the way. And then I was listening to more music from him. And I thought like, you know what? I just want to share something from him with uh, you guys. So let's just listen. And I'm really curious about what you think of it.
7: I should want to go. It's just not that much fun having fun when you don't want to have fun. Fun, 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 fun. I am a party.
4: Oh, this was Fred again with uh, seeing potty. I I need to party. <laughs> I'm a party. Um, yeah, I'm never going to listen to this song again. I <laughs> party. I always will hear potty now. So thank you for that. <laughs> I
2: couldn't not hear I'm a party. Yeah.
4: At some point, <laughs> I was like, oh, they really sing it, potty.
2: <laughs> oh, Shit
4: God. in my head. But Damn,
0: we're roasting on non-rhotic accents now. Great.
4: <laughs> oh oh, oh. But no, no, um I, I really enjoy this song for the for the beats, for the drop in the middle of the song. And um yeah, I'm I'm just uh looking for new music, like I said in the last episode uh too. Like I'm I'm trying to discover some new artists, some new music, and um I always love to discover new genres of music and new uh, musicians and uh, finding his music uh, was very interesting because his live sets are very interesting. Um, he works with a lot of uh, analog uh, keyboards with a piano and with some uh, samplers and some loopers and some things like that. Uh, at the Tiny Desk concert, he also had a, uh, I think it's called a Marimbauer xylophone. Um, was was very interesting how he used that for his music um, and he. Works with a screen where he plays the like videos where uh, the people talk, and I think he uh, gets his videos from uh, or his focus uh, from uh, poetry, uh, slam poetries and stuff like that. Uh, it's it's very interesting, and I definitely if you like this kind of music and like uh, this song, you should definitely check out more of his live sets and his uh, um, music. Uh, saying that right now i'm curious what you thought of it uh fishy uh
5: I, I liked it um it you know it wasn't too complex um but i think that's fitting for what it was you know basically a guy just soaking and smug self self-loathing and his like anti-social tendencies. Uh tendencies and i think that's kind of interesting to sort of make like a dance song, too. Um, yeah, I, I don't have too many thoughts about it, but uh, it was making okay. me tap my foot along. I, I enjoyed it.
4: Yeah. Nice. Uh, Aleph, what did you think of it?
3: Dance has always been kind of a tough get for me, um, mm-hmm. just as, as a whole genre. Like, I think, that, I think that for me, it's like, this is the type of music that sitting down and listening to just makes very little sense To me, and I feel a very similar way about Trap, where it's like, you will very rarely, unless somebody specifically asks me, Hey, can you listen to this Trap record? I would love to hear your thoughts on it. And like, unless somebody very specifically asks me to listen to something, I'm not going to go out of my way. And Dance is very similar, where it's like, I feel like I'm experiencing it in the wrong setting by sitting down and listening to it, like in headphones or whatever. Um, But that being said, I I think that there was a lot of cool elements for this. I think a lot of the ambient elements added over the top made it more enjoyable for me. But again, as I said, dance isn't something I really go out of my way to listen to a lot. So it was cool. But I think think like that song that was similar to the, the 1975 from last episode, it's just not really my cup of tea. Which is like totally cool, because if we all liked the same music, life would be very, very boring.
4: Oh that's that's definitely true. Um uh Loss, what did you think of it? Do you have it?
0: Yeah, I mean um it's has a very like um like like people are saying is very uh Western European dance feel to it. Uh it's it's got a good uh, dance and you can beat to it. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's hot. <hard. laughs> <laughs> dance music is danceable guys
0: <laughs>
3: you can certainly dance to this music
0: yeah sorry sorry i had that joke in my head for like three minutes and i had to use it no
4: no problem i'm happy it's all it. <laughs> i already
2: came
0: <laughs> i know <laughs>
2: When I heard "I am wow. a potty," I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. my my piss fetish!" <laughs> oh no!
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Good to know that, and I will search music for you next time. Um, <laughs> <piss or> <laughs> uh, but
1: uh, but Billy, what did you
4: <laughs> did you think of it?
2: Um, yeah, I I think um, that a lot of like I I really liked some of the moments in here. Like uh, the the beat drop was was really good and was restrained and wasn't too crazy. Um, I, it's interesting that you said that some of the lyrics are taken from slam poetry because I was I I was having a maybe it's probably because of me, but I was having a hard time taking the song. Seriously, I think yeah, that Yeah,
4: no, I I understand, yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: Especially <laughs> if you hear something different than the lyrics and uh
2: <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I, I I definitely like it, it was going for a more serious tone with the the dance uh vibe and I just couldn't like it it was like tonal dissonance for me. I couldn't take yeah. that tone and I couldn't yeah. run with it. Yeah. So that that was one of the elements that like i i do like listen to lyrics a lot and i like <laughs> i take it like into the whole evaluation of the song and i just felt like it wanted me to take it seriously and i really i couldn't
4: no okay <laughs> i understand um all right then uh list is uh the next one
0: <laughs> on to the next on on to the next one all right uh this is another song from an early 2000s soundtrack that you might have heard if you saw this movie yes it plays in the end credits i will tell you what movie it is after the song
1: we'll guess although shrek. if you see
0: it it's not shrek that <laughs> <laughs> it, it is
2: guess.
0: Uh, it yay! is. It is. as silly as Shrek.
2: Austin Powers.
0: No, that wasn't. I mean, well, I guess
1: Goldmember came out in the early 2000s. You're not going to guess it based on your current guesses. Fucker. Fucker. All right. This is uh,
0: Renegades by Electricity.
7: I swear, cause there's something inside Going down that I'm feeling like the aliens in my head But nobody said, truth is out there But what is that? Cause I ain't got a piece of that action, yes
0: Renegades by Electricity and it was uh, famously featured in the uh, end credits of Monkey Bone, starring Brendan Fraser and Giancarlo Esposito
2: uh, uh, I've only <laughs> seen bits and pieces of this movie <laughs> what a stupid <laughs> shitty movie I love it
0: <laughs> it's very early 2000s it's very dumb and it's very fun It's a perfect movie to watch when you're a kid because as an adult, you're just like, this is fucking stupid.
3: Um, I feel like my stupidity appreciation has only grown the older I've gotten.
0: Okay. Well, that's fair. What did you think of this?
3: It was... It was, um... It was very... It was very fitting to the era of movie that it was a part of. um, Because you had, like the very very campy style of rap that was popular at this time like there's no other word to describe the style than campy um but it's like again like for for a goofy song with sort of like a that and then they got that that surf rock like falsetto ooing they do in the outro that that just kind of makes it fit and it's just like it's just like a fun time like it's like I'm like, I feel like if I was familiar with the mood, like if I watched the movie as a kid a ton or whatever, and then like was familiar with the song of the outro, I'd really, really like the song. But I think kind of, I think coming into it now, I'm missing an element of nostalgia that would make me enjoy it way more than I did. But even so, like it, it still feels nostalgic and it still rings of a bygone era that I do have fond memories from. So, yeah.
0: Yes, yes, that's fair. I watched the movie a ton as a kid, and this so this definitely has like a a nostalgia kick for me. Um, and and yeah, you still get that element of it, even if you you weren't a part of that, if you you know, if you were at least around in the era, like, um, but so yeah, like, um, that's that's definitely the appeal for me, like, that's 99% of the appeal, like, because overall, let's let's be honest, it's not a fantastic song. It's
1: fun though. Um, it's it is fun. Um, Fishy, what did you think?
5: Uh, I've honestly almost completely forgotten it already. Um,
7: <laughs> uh, but oh not, no!
5: Not in like oh. a bad way. Um, it it was in a good way. <laughs> it was completely <laughs> inoffensive and uh, completely unremarkable in every way. I think. Uh, I do agree with what Ayla said. If I had some kind of association with it like you do, I would uh probably be more inclined to uh remember it, but I don't. So I don't remember it even now. Uh that's about it.
1: All right. Uh Billy, what did you
0: think?
2: I I enjoyed this a lot. I'm I I've I've seen Monkey Bone, but I, I don't really remember this track at all. Maybe it's deeply locked in my subconscious, but I um I I think like this just is like the perfect vibe for nostalgia for me already because of some of the elements that are thrown in there. Um like I when Aleph was talking about like the kind of that kind of rock or rap, I immediately kind of thought a little bit about like Lincoln Park. Um, and yep. I, I can still like definitely groove with Linkin Park It I wouldn't be listening to it all the time, but uh, I remember a friend, we went out with them like two months ago and they ha- only have a Linkin Park CD in their car and that's all they listen to. Um, and I don't know how they do it, but like listening to some of those songs again and listening to like that st- style of rap, um, it's just so cheesy and fun and stupid, and I I like it. Um, uh, of course, I I got those same vibes from this track, and it's just uh, a nice little fun song that's not taking itself too seriously.
1: This track, not like Lincoln Park. Yeah, no, I got you. And uh, Pug, what would you think? Um yeah, no. <laughs>
4: it was interesting. Um I agree with Aleph on this one. It it brings back a, a sort of nostalgia back to the early 2000s and the sound early 2000s uh, music. Um what is always good because the music itself was maybe not perfect, but it always brings back good memories for me. And um I I never saw this movie from Brandon Fraser, but um yeah, I think it's a very goofy movie. Then, uh, <laughs> if I hear the music with it, so yeah, it it was uh, nice to listen. But uh, again, like Fishy said, I I uh, already forgot it too. So.
0: <laughs> oh yes, yes, it was a very silly movie. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: this song was goofy played goofy over. Movie, a... That's
1: a real movie, right? The
0: goofy movie. <laughs> Go- yeah, that's
3: yeah, <laughs> that's. <laughs> not the goofy movie.
0: No, we're not this talking is about not a completely the goofy
3: different movie. But...
0: <laughs> yeah. The goofy movie had excellent music. Let's not even go. Don't get me started. <laughs>
3: Any movie that has eye to eye in it has excellent music.
0: <laughs> uh, Tevin Campbell doing his best uh, Prince impression. Yeah, it's, it goes yeah. hard. Oh,
1: yeah. Rem- remember that, <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess you're up next to Liv.
3: All right, we we back at it gamers. Um I have decided to uh bring it back a notch. Um Well, actually I'm bringing it back multiple notches considering what my last song was, but there is uh this is a band. They're called The Gromble and this is their song Don't Stand a Chance from their 2016 album. They're coming out with another album this year, which I'm so happy about because they put out this album in 2016. And then proceeded to dip off the face of the earth. And so I discovered it in 2018. I was like, why don't these guys have more music? This record is fantastic. But um, this is probably my favorite track from this record. So this is Don't Stand a Chance. <laughs>
8: And I'm
7: a liar
8: cause you think I've grown Yeah, but I was told in class still on
7: my but here's
8: the new modern machine to keep from catching. Or hiding from the truth That all I want is to be new So I will ride into the sun oh, can I add and grab your gun? Cause as fast as I can run from you It's not as fast as you can shoot It's not as
7: fast as you can shoot It's not as fast as you can shoot It's not as fast as you can shoot. You can shoot it down as fast as you can shoot me down.
2: Stand a chance.
3: So yeah, that's a uh, "Don't Stand a Chance" by The Gromble. Um, I love everything about this song. It is one of my favorite songs ever. I love the way that it opens with the more, the more traditional kind of like indie pop stuff with like the with the synths and stuff and the swelling strings, as Laz mentioned. And then I like the way that it kind of does the weezer wall of guitar towards the end. I big weezer fan. Um, and so i I absolutely love that. I love the part where everything cuts out and it's just the harmonies. I love the lyricism. Everything about this song I am I absolutely love. It's just fantastic. Um, but enough about what I think about it, Billy, what did you think about it
2: yeah, i re- I really like this too. Um? I- I think everybody is saying that it reminded them of uh, some so, uh, some songs and some different artists, um, and I definitely got that effect too. I think that's uh, it, it's really interesting uh, about the song how it pulls from a lot of different like sounds. And I, when was this made? This was made in twenty sixteen. Okay, all right. So it it is going a little bit for like it definitely has a little bit of that nostalgia already factored into it, um, and I, I I think that's um, I I I I liked that a lot about it. I everybody was saying their own songs uh, and bands like I I I definitely it's interesting because um, I heard a little bit of like Smashing Pumpkins in there and a little bit of Switchfoot even, and that. I I didn't hear anybody mention them and I don't know if that's just me but it, it it's like everybody's saying something different and that's really cool about this um yeah. I, I like it like when you said when it just kind of um the 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 near the end when it just flows into just that wall of sounds um and it I think I was talking about the other song and how I didn't feel like it pre- preluded that like uh, explosion into sounds and how it, I I wasn't feeling like I felt like I really liked the ending part, but I wasn't feeling the beginning part. I think that this song does a better job in my opinion of um, just keeping it interesting the whole time and, Keeping uh, the flow of and progression of the whole track really just
3: sounding really well musically. Yeah, I'm super happy you enjoyed it. Yeah, I do think that that's really interesting that everybody everybody hears a little bit of their favorite artist in in this song. Like, because like for me, like I said, I'm a huge Weezer fan, and my brain immediately associates that explosion with the way that Weezer did their wall of guitars specifically on like blue album or like blue album or maladroit. Um, and it just, that kind of idea being there, but then somebody else mentioning like, Oh, this reminds me of Oasis, which is like a band that I would have never thought to have associated it with. And then like, I could see somebody saying something like beach boys with the way the harmonies are done. I just think that it's like, I think it's I think it's cool how many different places that it pulls from, while still being one really good cohesive song. But yeah, yeah sure. Laz, what did you think?
0: Yeah, I, I I definitely liked how it 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 definitely wears its uh, influences on its sleeve. It definitely plays homage to a lot of uh, '90s bands. Um, and and yeah i thought i did i also thought it was interesting how everyone said like a different band and, and like yeah I, I wasn't even thinking about in terms of that like of, of the different influences but it, it definitely makes sense and i've said definitely a lot but uh this is a, this is a definite <laughs> this is a definite song um no I, I i really appreciated it it was good and um it 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 was also a, a very comfy nostalgic song that I, I, I really appreciated
1: definitely definitely <laughs>
3: yeah nah for sure uh, Hipster Pug what'd you think
4: I like this it, it was really interesting too. I always say interesting sorry for that
3: but I mean I'd rather really it be interesting like... than be boring
4: yeah that's that's true that's true no, I I love this. It's it's fantastic music. Um, like I said in the chat, it it really reminds me at some point uh, of the of Oasis uh, in some of their vocals in in their music. <clears throat> um, but yeah, last last week you had uh, Sloppy Jane, was was very very interesting. And this is definitely going to be a band that I'm going to check out too because I think I'm going to like the, like this a lot. So thank you for sharing. It's really really yeah. interesting. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm happy you enjoyed it. This whole album in my opinion is fantastic. I think it's I think when it comes to album sequencing, this might be one of this comes from like what might be one of the best sequenced albums I've ever heard. Um like it's not it's not fluid like Dark Side of the Moon, like it's like there's a lot of clear cuts between tracks, but like with the way that they use interludes and like different track lengths and like different energies, I think that as far as like pop records go, that it's just phenomenal sequencing and just like an overall fun ride from start to finish. So, yeah, I'll de- I'll send you over the link for the whole album later so you can awesome. check it out. It's a, it's a bit under an hour, so it's not super long, okay. but nice. it's nice. a good...
4: I'm really looking forward yeah. to listening to the album already, so...
3: Yeah, and you can get hyped with me about the new album when it comes out in July. True. <laughs> Fishy, what'd you think?
5: Uh, I liked it a lot. Um. It uh, kind of blended into a bunch of other songs in my head, like everybody's been saying, um, and it lost some of its distinction in that, but I think it did enough little interesting things to keep itself itself. Um, I especially noticed the little electronic flourishes at a few parts. Um, Yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I don't have too much to say about it beyond that. But I'm definitely gonna be adding it to my playlist.
3: Let's go. I had to I had to give you something a bit more palatable after my last one.
5: (laughs) Mm, Yes, this goes away to making up.
3: Let's go. But yeah, no, that was that was my pick. Um and definitely definitely check these guys out. Um enjoy join me in getting hyped for their next album coming out in July. And yeah, these dudes are these dudes are awesome and super underrated in my opinion. So
7: definitely,
3: That's definitely
1: this song, definitely. All right, well, it's my turn again. Um,
2: I don't I don't really know too much to say about this band and song, but I um they're from Saddle Creek, uh, a record studio thing. Um label and uh they produce the saddle creek also produced uh cursive and then that's how i found um this band criteria um this band really um didn't get too much uh of a spotlight um they've they were uh, making some music in the 2000s then they released a new um album in 2020 so they they were on hiatus for like a good fifteen years, and then came back. And now I don't know if they're gonna return again. But um, I, it's it's nothing that like really breaks the mold or anything. But I I do like this band a lot, especially for the two thousands vibe that it gives. Um, this is uh, yeah, I won't go on any longer. But this, what's the name of this song? We are brothers. Yes. I am brother. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. uh, Mainline. This is mainline life by criteria. criteria a song that definitely doesn't overstates. its welcome um it's here and there uh what did you think who did i call him first last time um uh, uh <laughs> alice go ahead
3: yeah that was that was enjoyable the first thing that i noticed is that it was in six four times signature um which is kind of it's kind of a rare time signature which i think is kind of strange because, like, you'll hear 6-8 a lot, you'll hear 3-4 a lot, but it's rare that you hear something in 6-4. And th- making something interesting in 6-4 that isn't just, um, that just doesn't blend into, like, 3-4 is something that's difficult to do, Um, but it also flows very well. So it's, like, I noticed it because I was, like, oh, I'm having a difficult time, like, counting this or whatever, and I was, like, oh, this is just in 6. And so, but it was, like, catchy as heck in the in the way that they, um, put together the instrumentation and stuff and like the arrangements and the overall composition. So it was it was a fun song. Um, I enjoyed the riffs I enjoyed. I enjoyed the sort of emo and ins- not super duper emo inspired, but like slightly emo inspired vocals. Um I like the more emotional kind of v- getting very close to screaming.. Um, it's. I'm a sucker for stuff like that. I think that's like some of the most fun vocal stuff to listen to because you can hear they're just absolutely pouring their heart out and it's hard not to appreciate that. Um, so yeah, it was very, very enjoyable stuff. Um, I'm not super duper, I'm not super well versed on this kind of early 2000s style of rock, I think is when you said it was from. Um, 2005. But I think it, you said 2005? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not super well versed on this. Like, pretty much the only stuff that I'm I'm familiar with is like My Chemical Romance, and that's like very different than this. Um, but it was a fun time, and I'll probably revisit it.
2: Nice, nice. All right, cool. I I think you said pretty much like everything I like about this track. Yeah.
1: Um, what did you think, Fishy?
5: I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. Um, it's very interesting i think Uh, i thought that his voice really went well with the song and kind of helped it stand out It, it was much more soft spoken than i would have expected uh if i had just heard the music in isolation um and there were several parts where it kind of felt like they were intentionally going right up to the edge of kind of like aleph mentioned of shouting or going Hard, like, not necessarily for everybody, but just past the point where you know they'd lose me, go a little too hard, but then they'd pull it back a little, and um, I found that an interesting cock tease. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. This is also going to be going into my playlists.
2: Awesome! I'm glad to hear that. Uh, you like the cock tease?
0: They <laughs> mm. <laughs> knew how to play with my balls. <laughs> Uh, Laz, what did you think? I'm just glad to hear about your cock. <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
1: no, uh, uh, what, what did
0: you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, I guess I don't have much to say that hasn't already been said. I love the wall of guitar sound. I love the, the odd time signature. Um, I thought it was uh, uh, a very fun uh, mid-2000s song. Um, I mean that's that's about it. So yeah.
2: Nice, Pug. What did you think?
1: It was nice and short. <laughs> it, it is. It is.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with, uh, with the others. It was it was a very cool uh, song, and um, I I did enjoy it. I, I'm not sure if I'm gonna listen to more of them, but this song was was uh, was nice to listen to. So,
1: yeah, cool. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah uh i think definitely their songs are usually like on the shorter side of being like three two to three minutes so i but i think that really helps for me personally like with um being on their songs are catchy and it just grabs your attention and it doesn't overstay its welcome um yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who's
2: supposed to go next? I don't have anything to say.
4: Uh, fishy, I guess, uh, right?
5: Yes, I believe so.
2: Can you talk more about your cock involve? No, nope, I'm sorry.
5: <laughs> that was all you get. Just let it simmer.
2: A uh, little cock tease. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As the great man once said, "Pressure cook my greasy balls." <laughs> You sure, he was great. <laughs> well, the last person I heard to say that was GS. So no. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to
5: bring something. I guess that's a little different. Um can the circle be unbroken by the Carter family old folksy country hopefully the bot will play the version that I link that has the nice old record scratch I
8: was standing by the window on one cold and cloudy day and i saw the first come rolling for to carry my mother away oh can the circle be unbroken by and by lord by and by there's a bitter I'm a-waiting in the sky Undertaker, undertaker, please drive slow, for this mighty you are hauling, Lord, I hate to see her go. Can the circle be unbroken by and by, Lord, by and by, as a bit? Lord in the sky. I followed close behind her, tried to hold up and be brave, but I could not hide my sorrow when they laid her in the grave, and the third girl Be unbroken by and by, Lord, by and by. There's a bitter home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. My mother, she was gone All my brothers, sisters crying What a home so sad and lone Can the circle be unbroken By and by, Lord, by and by There's a bitter home awaiting
1: In the sky, Lord,
5: That was, can the circle be unbroken by the Carter family? Uh, what do you think, Dewey?
2: Um, <clears throat> it's mean of me to say I was just waiting for this song to end.
5: Terribly mean. You've broken my heart.
2: All right, well, I'm sorry to break your heart. Um, I Yeah, I just wasn't feeling this one. Sorry.
5: That's fine. Never speak to me again.
2: You got it. Um,
3: some person that I won't speak to again. <laughs> uh, you have to you have to clickbait up the heck out of this title? Friendship ended. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, if uh, Billy's done being fucking wrong, fucking wrong, what did you think, Alist?
3: Um. So this isn't the first time I've heard this song. Um. My dad used to, used to have the bluegrass channel running on his um on his radio when we drive places. He had various channels that he liked to listen to, but um the bluegrass channel was one. So it's like I've heard this song here and there, but it threw me off the rhythms that they picked for the core, like the rhythms in general, because it didn't stay in four four, at least not to my ear. It didn't, and it there were like phrases that were truncated in really weird ways and that was kind of throwing me off. But I I love the song. It's just like this arrangement of it kind of threw me off just because it's entirely not what I'm used to when I hear this song. Um but yeah, nope. It's a good song. It's it's just the arrangement threw me off a ton.
5: Yeah, for sure there's infinite versions of this by you know pretty much every old country artist
3: yeah well, it's it's one of the more it's one of the more famous sort of like folk folk kind of hymn kind of songs that kind of just kind of spreads around and it's interpolated billions of different ways. And it's like they take that chorus and they throw it in to other songs. and it's 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 everywhere. And I think that it's everywhere for a good reason. It's a catchy melody. It's a very hopeful it's a very sad song but it's a hopeful look at the future i think even from the kind of religious perspective it's always i always enjoy hearing quality religious writing um so yeah
1: yeah i feel you there um uh pug what did you think to be honest i didn't feel it either like it it's
4: It's not really my music. It's something I probably wouldn't listen to uh, uh, on Spotify or something. Um, However, I I kind of enjoyed this song for for the reason of that it is old and old America and stuff like that. So that's kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, I I was not really feeling it. All right.
1: Oh, and Les, what
5: did you think?
0: Oh, you know, it's a sort of crunchy, retro uh, music that you don't really get anymore that, uh, I, I don't know, for me, uh, at least, is it's sort of a, a vibe that I, I just feel like, you know, putting on every once in a while, I'm just sort of listening to, because it's uh, it's it's pretty novel at this point, you know, like, and and you know you I don't think you would want anyone to try to reproduce this in the current era because it just would sound like contrived and and bad you know that's that's but that's why we we have this this old music still and and I I feel like it's 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 still there for us if we if we ever need it or if we're in the mood so yeah don't
2: worry I won't be in the mood.
0: I know. You're too busy listening to indie bullshit. Written by Julian Bro Casablanca. I think still
3: 2016. <laughs> Bro is stuck in between 2009 and 2016 and he can't get out. <laughs> okay, I'm okay with that. I have my
2: iPod touch. You have your uh, hammer and chisel and your coal, uh, your coal
3: mines, dude. <laughs> Bro, send me back to the mines TVH with takes like this.
0: I got my my, my popcorn lung could beat up your uh, your whatever anytime.
3: Yeah. <laughs> your I, per- I, I really lung. prefer to the mines to your terrible takes on this beautiful music.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna listen to uh, my chemical romance on my iPod touch and tune you guys out.
1: Where's your heart?
3: I was going to be listening to Pumped Up Kicks on repeat
5: (laughs) I should splice it with this song
0: Oh my god The mashup for the ages
3: (laughs) May the Pumped Up Kicks be unbroken By and by
1: (laughs) Amen brother (laughs) You know Princeton Vice does mashups Oh, does he? Yeah. I just thought that was funny. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, like what kind of mashups does he normally do? Uh, just like random shit. You'd have to check out his channel. He he posts stuff on YouTube. Oh, okay. Um,
2: you know he did a mashup of uh, your mom and your dad.
3: Wow. That's how you were born.
2: <laughs> you that, sounds, that actually sounds accurate because they never had sex ever again after that.
0: <laughs>
3: oh
5: my God!
0: Ask him to do it again so they'll get back together.
3: <laughs> that that reminds me of that insult where it's like you look like a you look like a man and a woman had a baby. <laughs> Same. Is it hipster pug time? (laughs) Uh,
4: I I guess so. Uh, yeah, it's my uh, my turn. Uh, before I start, I I have to know something. Uh, are you familiar with Phoebe Bridgers? I know the end. I am. I just
0: heard it today.
4: (laughs) Oh fuck! (laughs) Sorry, I can swear. I mean, okay. Well, then we then change of plans. Uh,
0: There's no way that's under ten million. (laughs)
4: <laughs> no, probably not. I, I, To be honest, I didn't check that. So uh, I'm going to go for another song. But it's going to okay. be a Phoebe Bridgers song anyway. So uh, okay. short story for this one is that um, after I was listening to Sloppy Jane after the last episode, I discovered that uh, Phoebe Bridgers was the bass player for Sloppy Jane in 2015 or something. And yeah. I knew about uh, Phoebe Bridgers as name, but never heard her music. And uh, last week they released, uh, or uh, Boy Genius released their new album, uh, and she's a part of that too. Then I was listening to that, and then I thought, like, you know what? I'm going to check out Phoebe Bridgers' music. And I was listening to Punisher. Uh, that was her album from 2020, I guess. Um, and if you haven't heard the full album, you definitely need to listen to the full album. It's an experience on its own. And it's it's a wonderful uh, indie uh, <laughs> masterpiece, if I may say. So if you haven't heard the full album, uh, go check that out. It's, um, for as far as I know and what I've read about it, It's uh, she was very inspired by, um, uh, what was his name? Elliot Smith or something. I hope I say that right um to write uh that album. So um yeah, go check that out. But <laughs> we're getting to the to the song, just a couple of uh, more minutes, but um I discovered something else about Phoebe Bridges because she did a, a cover of Funny Feeling from uh Bo Burnham and Bo Burnham is a comedian. you probably all know him, I'm I'm sure. Um he made this song back in 2021 for his Netflix special Insight. And um, yeah, I, I really like this cover. So that's why I'm going to share it with you guys today. Uh,
1: let me find it, and then I'm going to share it. Uh...
0: I'll just sing it while you're looking for it. There <laughs> it is again, that funny feeling. Oh, you yeah, know that too? Okay, well,
4: too
1: bad. Oh, yeah, it's of course. Was I love bad. Inside. <laughs> uh, here I'll we go. just take a nap. You gotta leave a space.
6: Stunning AK resolution Meditation app In honor of the revolution It's half off at the gap Deadpool self-awareness Loving parents Harmless fun The backlash to the backlash to the thing Begun. There it is again, that funny feeling, that funny. Pop-up shop, Robert Iger's face Discount a tea prop bugles take on race Female Colonel Sanders, easy answer, civil war The whole world at your fingertips, the ocean at your door Lion King Pepsi halftime show 20,000 years of this Seven more to go Carpool karaoke Steve Aoki Logan Paul The gift shop at the gun ring
1: you all gonna love this. <laughs> um
3: <laughs> he didn't know that he just dropped the most controversial I, I, I no song of the, the stream.
7: <laughs>
4: Honestly I though. I, I saw no hate in the chat so probably all love it, right? Um <laughs> I'm going to the biggest fan first, Aleph.
1: <laughs> okay, so
3: I am number one Phoebe Bridgers hater. Um <laughs> I really wanted to like her music I, re- I, I promise you guys, I really wanted to like Phoebe Bridgers. But the way that she sings make me, makes me feel like having a converse- an enjoyable conversation with her would be impossible. Because and of d- her voice, or... Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. like Something about the way that she sings makes me feel like this person would not be fun to have a conversation with. And I can't tell you why. And so, okay. like... So I don't enjoy her vocal style. Um, mm-hmm. This song especially, kind of, this this song was very oversaturated for a very long period of time. And as someone who was into Bo Burnham before Inside came out, for one, I was annoyed that this was the song that got all the attention. Because it also does something else that I really don't like that songs do. It's a listing thing songs, where he just goes through and he just lists a bunch of things. And I'm like, that is the laziest way to write a song. Um, because you don't have to think about grammar, you don't have to think about, like, how you make sentences flow into each other, how you deal with rhyme. You just kind of list things, and you can list two things that rhyme super easily. And so that's another thing. And then the fact that all the Phoebe Bridgers fans were like, this song, as Phoebe Bridgers did it, is better than the original, and she made it her own. And so it's just kind of a mesh of a bunch of things I really don't like. And so... I am number 1 Phoebe Bridgers hater. I am number 1 I'm not an Inside hater. I think Inside is good. I think that I vibe with his earlier stuff more, but Inside was fine, but I don't like this song all that much and it's Phoebe Bridgers doing a song I don't like all that much. So, therefore, 0 out of 10 would not listen again. Um <laughs> And also, Bro brought Bro brought one of the most popular bro. folk artists of yeah. The early twenty, <laughs> late 2010s, early twenty twenties, to an indie music podcast, and it was like, "This is underrated, right?" And I've, I feel like everybody's heard this.
4: Uh, yeah, no, no, um, I, I kind of agree with you. <laughs> uh, it's, it's definitely not the best cover ever made, and it's definitely more uh, a Bo Burnham song than a Phoebe Bridgers song, um, uh, for me at least. Uh, I also agree with what you said in the in the chat like with um, the make happy special from Bo Burnham like the song uh, I can handle this right now or something like that. I don't remember the, uh, oh, the title idea. of it. Um, I, I really love that too. and that's definitely a song that that I still regularly listen to because it's super powerful. The message behind the song is super powerful and, um, yeah, I, I think Bo Burnham is music. Um, just stepping away from bro, uh, <laughs> from Phoebe Bridges here, but I think Bo Burnham's music and lyrics and and song uh, structure is always very good, and there's always a message behind his uh, uh, his songs. And um, maybe it's a message uh, you find yourself, and it's not really there. But for me, there there's a lot of um, like a story behind the song if he writes a song or sings a song so uh yeah Mr. thanks uh, uh <laughs> for the for the yeah for the reaction so um billy what did you think of it
2: um yeah i i don't want to like contribute too much to hate cuz i know there's already going to be plenty of it um but i myself and i'm not just hating because other people are hating like i'll I'll always tell you straight up if i don't like something mm-hmm. yeah um i i'm i wasn't feeling this too much myself um it it really just made me want to listen to the original um funnily enough it's funny that lf says that this was the most like one of the most popular songs from um inside because i really didn't hear this one at all i maybe that just proves how much out of Touch I am with what's popular for most of the time, but I have never listened to a Phoebe Bridger song, and I'll never listen to one again after this. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no way! <laughs> oh, I-, I said I wasn't going to be Sumin.
3: <laughs> But uh um, desperate mean. Pug, hip, wow. hipster pug found the one circle of people that you can't play a Phoebe Bridgers song in. Yeah, yeah. I, I think
7: I, I think
4: like, this is not going to work out. Though.
3: But this but, is but... Literally next time any it other, play, other music podcast. Sorry? Any other music podcast song, people would be like, oh yeah, this is great. But you just yeah. found the one group of people that yeah. doesn't like this.
6: True, true.
4: But from now on, I'm only going to play uh, Phoebe Bridge's songs on this podcast. so <laughs> be prepared.
2: <laughs> no. but yeah, I, I
0: get ready for my comment.
2: oh God. oh, oh, wait <laughs> i I just i i i' am I am out of that pop uh, pop sphere, and this definitely is carries a lot of those like it, I, it's something I've said before it It's trying too hard to make you feel a certain way. Um, and Sounds I'm just, pointed, yeah. I'm just not going to jive with that, especially with the song. Like, you're trying to make me feel really a certain way with some of the like, some of the flourishes and the way that you're singing, and just no, I. <laughs> it, it seems like too contrived, and I. Uh, it's not making me feel the way. It's that dissonance. Uh, not. Uh, it's just that tone that's not clashing right with me um right. yeah but fair, I, fair
4: enough i mean
2: <laughs> yeah like, like i was saying there's there was other songs and inside that i personally thought were more popular uh apparently mm-hmm. laz thinks welcome to the internet was the second weakest and
3: i've only heard praise for that song so welcome to the, to the internet the, is fantastic i think that yeah, that that's is amazing it is yeah. probably my favorite song from Inside. Um like I think that him him like announcing it with Welcome to the Internet was like such a great pick because that song is just it's it's so good. It's just such a good representation of the sensory overload that you get from being on the internet for any amount of time. And like how you have every single option open to you but then it's like at the end of the day it all feels so meaningless. Like yeah. Welcome to the Internet's so good.
2: Yeah and it's funny you like it cuz to me that is also a listing song you know that it's a, it's a really good listening listing song but just the way that he's listing things it's all like yeah but the, to, like, and that
0: song um and that song the listing is incorporated into the musicality of the song like it's it's very rhythmic also it's da 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 and
3: it's also he's not just <laughs> listing things he's he's working them into sentences where it's like He's like he goes between listing things and going off and trying to exploring different ideas from each thing and it's like it's not fully restricted to that. And so it's like it feels creative whereas this one it's just like I don't feel like he he ever strays from like trying to compare and contrast things and granted I think that he does do a good job of contrasting certain things and like I do think there are moments that are powerful within the pairs of things that he picks, but it's like, again, like I would have preferred that it, if it wasn't a listing song. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe, uh, maybe it's not fair to call it weak. Maybe what I, what I really meant to say is it's oversaturated. Like, uh, like this song, funny feeling.
2: Yeah, this, this this is th- actually th- my first time lis- listening to this one, I think maybe, or at least third or so, but
0: really? I, I, I've heard I, it a lot.
2: Yeah. I don't know how I haven't heard this one more. i I'd, and it, this just made me want to listen to the original, like I just to see how that one sounds instead. The
4: only songs that that I find kind of weak from insights are uh, FaceTime uh, with my mom and uh, White Woman's. Instagram. Oh, that one's I, funny. I think those. <laughs> are...
3: FaceTime with my mom hit for me, like yeah, that one it was, it was funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, it was relatable content for me.
2: Okay. Okay. It, it is funny to hear like which ones people hate for certain people, which ones are relatable yeah. for certain people, and which ones are a little bit more like cringy or just a little bit True. less f- fun. For what other I like people.
0: about um, what I like about White Woman's Instagram is how how um, how snide and uh, uh, like sneering the lyrics are in the first half, and then the second half they're very sincere and and very uh, sympathetic. That's true. I, th- yeah. I thought that was fun.
1: Yeah.
3: But yeah. Uh, oh, enough yeah, about white see. woman's Instagram. Back to back to hating <laughs> baby <Phoebe> bridges. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, well, I,
2: I think uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, if I was, uh, the last comment I'll make. I think that okay. goes to show how much charm and how much I, uh, no matter what Bo makes, he he always has that charm and that satirical craft, and he. he the personality of him is just always hits for me. Like, even if it's a song that's not hitting as much as his usual, usual stuff. Like, I think it's different when Bo is presenting it to when she's presenting Bo's song. Like, I know she's trying to make it like her own song here, but yeah. I I think that's part of the reason why I would prefer to listen to the original than this is because he, as a presenter, I've just, he's clicked with me. I I don't think like this is her song, and it doesn't feel like it. And some covers definitely feel that way for me, Um, and that's the way this song feels for me for sure.
4: Yeah, no, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Les, are you gonna hate it too or not? (laughs) Well, (laughs) let me put it this
0: way: I actually like Phoebe Bridges, and I felt the vibe. The vibe I got from from this was like, "Oh shit, I can't play anything from Punisher, the best Phoebe Bridgers album." Yeah, no, that's, that's so, true. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I really, so wanted, to play... it, I I really <laughs> wanted to do "I Know the End." I really wanted to do it, but uh... <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that has eighty-three million ending. hits. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
4: but I love the ending of this song. It's so freaking amazing. Yeah, like, the screaming and the
3: game and everything. See how you played. <laughs> I know the end. I would have only grilled you for picking a song that's so popular. I think that it's, yeah. I think, like, I'm not a big fan of 99% of my criticism of Phoebe Bridgers comes down to I don't like her voice. And I know the end has a fantastic build at the end, and it's, like, a good song. And I, I enjoy yeah. the ending of it, and like, the way that it builds, and like, it's it's just like, that's cool. But, like, I just can't stand her voice.
4: Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. But uh, can I get, <laughs> can I ask you a question? Because uh, d- did you also listen to Boy Genius uh, with Julian Baker and what's the other girl's name, Lucy? I George did not. Lucy.
3: I didn't listen uh, to that record because okay. there's basically because Phoebe Bridgers is the most recent, like Ingrid Michelson, or Adele, where every single up and coming. White girl who picks up a guitar or ukulele tries to sound exactly like her, so that vocal style is super oversaturated right now, okay. and I'm losing my mind.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry for that. That was not the not the idea behind this whole uh, thing, but
2: <laughs> like it it's fun to get a, uh, con- a controversial kind of. Is this a controversial yeah. artist? I'm, I'm,
0: uh, no, not, but it, this is not, uh, super funny uh, to me. no. It's so no, like funny the...
4: to to see how this is going right now. <laughs>
0: like... <Yeah. laughs> no, because the horrible? majority of people love Phoebe Bridges, so th- yeah. that's why I think... Who was it that said that, like, oh, I can't believe we're having this discussion about Phoebe Bridges earlier? Uh, yeah, I said
3: you, oh. he <laughs> somehow <laughs> found the one group of people yeah, that, you that said it. Okay, doesn't yeah. like Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, hipster. <laughs> Yeah, no no problem. It it
4: doesn't hurt me. <laughs> I'm not going to care about it. Well, fairly, like I said, I'm
0: I'm a big fan of Punisher, but not so much of this cover.
4: Okay,
0: um No,
1: no, fair
0: enough. And I mean, it's and it's funny because it is <laughs> like my least favorite track on Inside, and then this cover <laughs> for me takes away you know, even less of that. You know, like it's like, oh we got we're gonna make a derivative version of the my least favorite <laughs> song on the on the album. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. I'm sorry for ruining the song that you already didn't like.
5: So. <laughs> no, you didn't ruin it.
2: Fishy, uh, you want to hate on Phoebe Bridgers too?
5: I've actually never heard her before. So I don't really have any opinion on her. Uh she she was i guess all right in this so i i could definitely uh sympathize with your take that um you felt like she was really trying to emotionally manipulate you and you resented that uh i i definitely kind of got that vibe but that's also kind of why i'm not a fan of bo burnham to begin with i feel like everything i've heard from him is like snarky emotional manipulation almost uh so uh, I didn't like this too much because okay, no problem. I mean, I, I think I liked it the most out of everyone else. I, I didn't hate it, like, <laughs> but because um, this is actually like the only song from Inside that I thought was all right that I kind of liked, uh, and I, I'm not as resentful of this kind of singing style as everyone else seems to be but i also don't listen to many people that sing like this so i could definitely see getting tired of that kind of hushed breathy whisper speak uh if i had heard like one other song like this this month it would probably piss me off too but since i haven't it's all right
3: (laughs) It's all because right, so it's, all it's whispery, it. but great. it's also <laughs> nasally. It's both whispery and nasally, and I don't know how she does it.
2: Okay, wait, wait. Before we close out this episode, we all have to do a, um, a Phoebe Bridges impersonation of the way she sings. Uh, oh singing gosh. the chorus real quick. All right. All
1: right,
2: all right. Laz, you first. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: Pug, you next. (laughs) All right, fishy. Go ahead.
0: To be fair, I still have laryngitis from being sick. So,
2: (laughs) fishy, I want to hear your interpretation.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh my god! That's. That was the best <laughs> one yet. that
7: funny feeling.
2: Alright, Al, if smart. you close this out. There yeah, goes
7: again.
0: That funny feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty
2: good, actually. That, and that but, was pretty spot on. Huh? <laughs> that sounded
0: more like, uh, what's her name? <laughs>
2: I don't know her name.
1: Never again. Oh, oh, oh.
3: <laughs> I don't know. It is. I'm. I'm just. I'm just happy that I'm not the singular person who didn't enjoy this song, because <laughs> I'm. It seems like everywhere I go, I get like that's like my one. I don't like. I have hot takes, but I think that most of them tend to be. I tend to come by them from an adversarial point of view. And, like, this is the one where it was just like, I was just like, eh, I don't really care for this. But then, like, people just kept piling on, like, no, you're incorrect. Phoebe Bridgers is amazing. And I'm just like, well, shoot. But then now it's just like, nope, there's some people who also don't vibe with this song specifically, I suppose. But
1: it's very funny. uh, uh,
4: Like you said earlier, like, everybody has his own style and his own. uh uh, kind of music that he likes and that's very personal for everybody uh while you're listening to music because uh you can never tell somebody like oh you must you must love this because i love this you know it that doesn't work with music like some music is for uh um how can i explain like um there there are certain genres of music that people will absolutely love and other people absolutely hate and i think she's um uh, a musician that's in that kind of genre with with uh, is it folk or indie? I, I'm I'm not sure, but or pop or uh, something like that. So yeah, it, I I understand that people love this. I understand also that people really dislike this kind of music.
3: See, I love folk. Like that's the thing, is yeah, that's yeah. why I was like really I was really really hoping that I would enjoy Phoebe Rudger's music it, because I love folk. Like. I absolutely love Neutral Milk Hotel. I love a lot of older stuff. Like I think that um, I listened to some Simon and Garfunkel. That stuff's great. I love this band, The Collection. There's there's tons of folk that I absolutely love and it's like a genre that I've listened to a ton, but I just don't like Phoebe Bridgers.
1: I, I had
4: this thing with uh, Taylor Swift, like uh, there, there was a moment that Taylor Swift was very popular and she made some songs with uh, Justin Vernon from Bon Iver. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm probably going to love this because it's with Bonnie Vair. I love Bonnie Ver. Uh, so I'm definitely going to love this music. And I was listening to it and I was like, ah, it, it it doesn't hit me, it, it doesn't do it for me. It's 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 the voice of Taylor Swift that that I just cannot uh, enjoy as much as as uh, I did with uh, Bonnie Ware, or and even if they work together, it it's it didn't work for me. It's not a bad song or it's not a bad artist at all, but um, it's it's just that it's not working for me, like with that music, and that's uh, wh- what I try to um, try to say. Like there are people who definitely will love Taylor Swift and will will love her music, and there are also people that will never understand that and will never get to the point of uh, liking that music for her, and and that's okay. And and everybody has his own taste in music, and that's the best thing that could happen with music, I guess. So.
2: I think um, it's interesting to hear you guys talk about it, because my take also is that, um, especially listening to what everyone's played to, to today, um, we all like have our different sounds and th- vibes that we're usually like listening for and listening to in songs. Like uh, A lot of what I play and what I listen to can tend to have those um different sounds that are more nostalgic and there has been a lot of like sounds that are on the more nostalgic side and it's it's like there there's nothing else that i listen to that is remotely sounding like phoebe bridgers there's nobody else that i really sound that i listen to that has that the same vocal style and you know to hear you say that this is really popular and to hear you say that like there's a lot of other artists that are um, have that similar vocal style or who are copying this vocal style. I don't listen to them. I don't listen to this. And I think that that can really go for what I'm searching for, but also mm-hmm. for what's in what people are get used to that kind of sound as well. And they seek out that sound. They listen to more of that sound. They get used to it. I'm not used to this. Uh, maybe I could have liked this with more exposure to it and more um more listening to this sort of style, but uh, I just I definitely don't see myself seeking this out
0: ever. It's really and, funny because um C listens to Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. So it's funny uh, that you haven't been exposed to it.
2: <laughs> but it, well, it is Thank god. <laughs> see,
3: don't play Phoebe Bridgers around me. It's very interesting because it's like it's like like you said like we all have those things that we prioritize that we're looking for we all have those styles that we're looking for and for me like ninety percent of people don't agree with me when I say I think Phoebe Bridgers is she's almost overacting with her singing and people are like no she's got a great voice and I'm like I I just don't see it but like that's the thing is like the the types of things that people look for in music are so drastically different. Like, like for me, it's like I played that, that Blasphemous Basement song earlier, and that's, like, legitimately something... Like, I have a playlist called Goblin Mode that's just full of insane stuff like that. And I listen to that playlist frequently, but, like, you guys would be like, why are you listening to this on a regular basis? And it's just because I enjoy it. And so that's that's the fun part of music, is everybody has different things they prioritize and set different sounds they gravitate towards.
7: True.
2: Laz, can you uh, title this uh, episode The Phoebe Bridgers Hate Club?
4: <laughs> no, don't do that. I don't hate her yet.
7: <laughs> <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> say, four people... Aleph hates Phoebe
2: hate. Bridgers?
7: <laughs>
4: Insane. Four people hate her, one person <laughs>
3: Insane, heartbreaking, gone sexual.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it started with the pussy heads, or so- no? What was it again? Did
0: you say the pussy head?
5: <laughs> no,
3: no. <laughs> the potty in my head. The
5: pussy head. Oh, well, I also thought you said pussy head. <laughs> it's, the it's pussy head worse and
1: worse. I'm sorry, I'm not. Gonna say that <laughs>
4: It's only getting worse and worse right now.
5: (laughs) Oh man, this episode's off the rails.
4: Uh, I'm sorry, I will never, never, never play a Phoebe Richards song again.
5: No, this has been very very entertaining.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my
2: god. I think we talked about this one song for like 20 minutes. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Uh, a couple of people did. Uh, <laughs> who? I don't
3: know
1: who
0: you're talking about. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> uh, right? <elaborate. laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. Uh, I guess I guess we'll wrap it
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I never ate lunch. Oh, we'll go eat after this. Um. Yeah. All right. That was the episode. Hope everyone had a good time. We'll see you next time. Uh, check out the social media that I rarely update and uh, disassociate on there. Alright. Based. Based. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: on Instagram, I have pictures of me cutting
0: my wrists. <laughs> no, I only cut the wrists of musicians. <laughs> That's a threat. If you play the acoustic guitar, I'm coming for you.
1: Maybe bridgetters look out <laughs> <laughs> Oh man.
0: All right. And that was our latest episode of the Music Smoothie. Hope you enjoyed that blend. And uh, if you like what we do and would like us to record consistently, uh, we're currently trying to record weekly. Uh, consider donating to us on Patreon at the Music Smoothie, and um, follow us on Twitter at tMusicSmoothie. And uh, we're available on uh, Instagram and Facebook at uh, Just the Music Smoothie. Uh, all the music we use is fair use under the uh, media um, criticism clause of fair use and uh, if you like uh, the music we listen to but don't always have time to listen to the episode our um, playlist is available on uh, Spotify just type in the music smoothie and uh, you'll be able to find all the music we play alright that's uh, all the music that's available on Spotify at least not all of it is I uh, hope you guys had a great time. And um, have a good one. Day, morning, evening, night. Uh, times in other dimensions as well. Yeah. Alright, see ya.